0: Welcome to the Agility in Real Life podcast, Take 5 in Real Life. Now your hosts, Mike Studeman and Jeff Lee. Hi, and welcome back to the Agility IRL podcast, Take 5 IRL. Uh, I'm Jeff Lee, one of the partners at Agility IRL. And I'm the other partner, Mike
1: Studeman. Welcome, everyone.
0: So, Mike, one of the things that often comes up when we are training people on Scrum, especially the sprint retrospective, we talk about psychological safety um, and the importance of it. One, I, you know, Number one, make sure people have an understanding of what that is and why it's important, but some ways to help establish that uh, in your Scrum events or other meetings. So uh, Mike, you want to take a shot at framing up what is this concept we're talking about, psychological safety?
1: Yeah, very important concept. I think it's uh, it sounds very scientific or technical. I think psychological safety really comes down to how safe do you feel sharing your true opinion about how things are going in your team, with your process, with those most close that you work most closely with. Uh, I think the the concept of psychological safety, Jeff, is really a concept that while well, it's been talked about in uh, the Scrum world more broadly, the Agile world for a number of years. It's really kind of having its moment right now uh outside of the agile space. You're you're hearing uh companies that uh you wouldn't consider agile or maybe aren't even practicing scrum uh talking about uh, talking about psychological safety. I, I think the 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 science around it though is is quite interesting. Uh, I know you're familiar with the uh Google study. You've heard of Google Jeff, right?
0: Yeah I think so I I could Google that to verify, but I think you could I have...
1: yeah I see what you did there. Yeah, Google did a study a number of years ago called Project Aristotle. And the purpose of Project Aristotle was to differentiate or attempt to differentiate what makes great teams great and what makes mediocre teams mediocre. Project Aristotle concluded that the differentiating factor between great teams and mediocre teams is one thing, psychological safety. Now, I know you and some of your coaching work has come have come across uh, a number of teams, some of those that have great psychological safety, mm-hmm. and those that maybe don't. Do you want to maybe share with our viewers uh, one example of a team that had uh, really uh, well established psychological safety?
0: Yeah. So I had a client's so Funny you would ask that question, Mike. But I did have a client <laughs> that it's was not like we
1: shut this up at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the client was that was transitioning from being a startup to a small corporation. And as a startup, they had gotten by, you know, when there were production outages, uh, things came up, hero culture, right? We've got a few people who know everything and they can fix all the things. And they're motivated, right? Startup, people are super energized, um, which was fantastic. But they were scaling to a point where now we didn't have anyone who knew everything. Uh, Plus, there were just so many things going on. Nobody could be the firefighter for everything. And so what they were finding is they were having more and more production incidents that were taking more and more time. And their customer base was getting bigger and bigger, right? So a lot of factors that were really adding up, not in their favor. And so what they ended up doing, uh, their chief technology officer decided that after every production outage, first, let's fix it. Let's take a couple of days to breathe and figure out what went wrong. But then we're going to have a post mortem or a retrospective to talk about it. Right. And so they had a postmortem that involved the team that had problems, um, you know, their leadership, also peers, so everyone could learn from it. Um, also, the chief technology officer. Right. So this was a lot of people involved. It could go poorly. Right. This Sounds be, way. Uh, Sounds risky. It does sound risky. What they did is they started every one of these with the following statement, regardless of what do we discover? We understand and truly believe that everyone did the best job they could, given what they knew at the time, their skills and abilities, the resources available, and the situation at hand. Uh, This is known as the Agile Prime Directive from Norm Keith, and it really did a great job of setting the stage. It set the culture, and people were really open with what happened. Uh, They learned from it, and over time, their production incidents really went down. You know, when they first started doing this, there were one of these meetings every week, sometimes two in a week. They still read that same statement at the beginning of every meeting, even though everyone knew it was coming. And it did a remarkable job for setting the culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we as Scrum trainers spend uh, a lot of time talking about the Scrum values, particularly the Scrum value of openness and respect. I think the prime directive plays right into both of those. If you're not assuming positive intent, As the prime directive is sometimes summarized, it's really difficult to be open. If you don't have that psychological safety, it's really hard to improve.
0: Yeah, And then you don't have a culture of learning, right? You can't learn if things are getting hidden. Um, So, Mike, do you have any favorite acronyms around learning? (laughs) I do. I
1: do. We'll see if anyone uh, recognizes the, uh, the repeat call out here. Because uh, I know so many of you are watching multiple episodes, but uh, fail first attempt at learning. Uh, and to be clear, that's not my acronym. I didn't come up with that. I picked that up somewhere along the uh, along the journey. But it, it's true. Uh, you, you know, you're not failing uh, in the truest sense if you're learning.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Celebrate learning. Uh, that goes along with celebrating failures, right? What did we learn from this? Let's celebrate that. Um, bring it into what we do, make it part of our culture to, to learn and be open and have that psychological safety. Well, Jeff,
1: I appreciate you making this environment safe for me to share my perspectives on psychological
0: safety. You as well, Mike. And thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks everybody. The product vision for Take 5 in Real Life is to provide members of the Agile community with an idea that they can incorporate into their daily lives to make them more effective. We thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.